T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Merang and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All fellows with monkey sounds in there are called good. The old like, Danny Merang pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon. Happy Tuesday to ya. Uh, this feels this feels good. We've got it feels like a just a great sports day. Divisional round is going on right now in Major League Baseball. You got the Phillies uh, beating up on the the Braves right now, six to one in Truist Park in Atlanta. Let me just tell you, as, as mm-hmm. a Cardinals fan who wants these Phillies beat them and bludgeon them, mm-hmm. I'm glad it's not just the Cardinals that they're beating up on. Um, yeah. Yeah, Mariners get underway in like a half hour from now, 35 minutes from now, first pitch in Houston. Uh, I have just sent my It's On gif to John Sikanik. Um I had to send him a text yesterday. Are there any wagers? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I sent him a text yesterday telling him uh, that I wanted to get it out of the way before everything started. Uh, because pleasantries don't work during postseason baseball, but I love him as a person and a friend and made the best team win, uh, to which we, it turned into a gif-off of not understanding. He didn't understand my tactics. And <laughs> I said, if you ain't first, you're last. And now uh, I think I hit him with the Simpsons gif that is, is perfect for postseason starting. It's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. This is it. And I love every minute of postseason uh, baseball. I, I like it all. I tell you right now, Braves fans aren't thrilled. Uh, no, they're not. And after Sprague trolling no. me, I'm hoping I'm glad he sees us. Why did he? Why did he troll you? Because the Cardinals may have done some things to the Braves recently. Okay. In postseason history. Okay. Well, uh, so he trolled you. Yes. Because of because you did a loss in the wild card. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I don't know. Karma. Yeah. I think both of you need to get over it. He's he's yeah. still not over the Atlanta Braves. Uh, postseason from years past i mean how long ago was that that was like 2011 12 it was over a decade ago yeah i was like wait wait what what series are we talking about here and the braves just won a world series like what is he upset about still i have no idea and uh yeah that's hey you ran into a buzzsaw that is the philadelphia phillies They're, they're hitting everything Nick Castellanos. They didn't even take a somber moment in the game. He didn't hit a home run, but he he had an RBI single earlier. 
Um, but Castellanos is on, on the Phillies, and all that means is that something tragic is going to happen. And when it does, as a any Braves fans that are, are out there, y'all need to be weary because if a tragedy happens in during this series, Castellanos is going to go yard when it is announced on the on the television. Yeah, mark it. Yeah, it it, it, all, it, it always happens. Yeah, it, it, it's the Castellanos curse, man. Yeah. It's the Castellanos curse. Uh, so, do you have a dog in the fight when when your team is now eliminated? Do you hope that the team that beats you goes? As far as they possibly can. No, I hope nothing but horrible things happen to the Phillies from here on out. That's that's how I, I'm, that's I'm the opposite way. Okay, but I do have like my alternate league teams. Like right. so I am a Mariners fan right now. Okay, so and honestly, I'm a fan who of whoever's playing the Astros. To be fair, that's fair. That's totally fair. I understand it all. I understand it all. Not not very many people uh, like the Astros. I get it. I am on a very lonely island. There's very few of us that are here uh, and still remaining. But uh, still, I try to press on because you know what now it is? Like being a childhood Astros fan and, and, and growing up to this point, you know what it has now become? All right, now we need to get the stank off of that 2017. Most of the guys are gone that were on that team. This is a new batch of guys. They need to get one and do it the right way because that's the thing that upset me the most was they didn't need to cheat. <laughs> they were still the best really team good. in baseball. It sucked. Now you got to do it the hard way. Got to go the hard way now. Um, so I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. I understand, Mariners fans. You can go ahead and light it up on the fan text line, 503-250-1080. I know exactly what this is about. It's postseason baseball. Uh, the Astros have everything coming to them. Let's go. Let's go. I'm here for it. How's everybody I, else's day going? Because I'm on cloud you, nine right yeah, now. You walked in I'm with your Astros good. gear. Cooley walked in with his untuck it. New York Yankees shirt on. Ooh, yeah, our sales manager, Ryan Cooley. He went, he, he said uh, some people got to class it up. He's wearing a New York Yankees button-up. Yeah, and a little, it's, it's an untuck-it shirt. Which, yeah. Like, I, I love those shirts. And it has a little tiny, it's an actual Yankees em, embroidered shirt right on the little tip of the, of the tail. It's, it's freaking sales, man. I asked him, <laughs> does it have 27 buttons on it, though? That would be kind of dope. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Or if it like under, underneath. <laughs> Could you imagine how aggressive that would be? Like, yeah, why does this shirt have so many buttons? Oh, it's my Yankee shirt. It's one, one for, for every, every title. title. And me, and it actually that works so well on so many levels. The pretentiousness behind it. Yeah, because if you had a button for every single one of your team's championships, like the Mariners, like Mariners fan wearing a Open button chest. up with no buttons, perfect. <laughs> that works. That's the way it should be. Uh, like the Astros having like one little button right in the belly to cover up your beer gut, and everybody's like, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> guess what? So is their World Series. It, it works perfectly. Yeah, it does. They it does. should do that. You know, like, and then you have some standard teams, right? They, like the Cardinals are getting a little aggressive with the what, amount of buttons 70, that they have. 17? But, like, if you had, like, six or seven buttons, you'd be okay. Like, the most normal, what would be the most, most normal six team out there? Six titles? Hmm. Uh, Dodgers, definitely not. Brave? Bra- Brave? No. No, I think they've got like two or three. Uh, let's see here. Or no, I think they have three now. All right, you have the Yankees with 27. The Red Sox with nine. Nine's a good number. Red Sox, A's. The Giants have eight. Dodgers have seven. That's good. I guess Dodgers are seven. Pirates with five. In that shirt would be like, 
your buttons are super old. You're like wearing a retro shirt. Then it's Which got like big old stripes. like big gold buttons on it. Yeah, yeah, that one would fit. Yeah, I think that we yeah, Braves have four. Uh, four 1914, 1957, uh, 95, and twenty. And I say I knew they had an old one. I just couldn't remember exactly how old they were. Yeah, and that works for the Braves too because like your your shirt is almost buttoned enough. You know, and how close have they gotten so many times? They had the best team in baseball in the 90s and just couldn't get over that. They only got over the top one time. And so you got, like, some gaps in there where you're going, that doesn't look right. John Rocker. It works. It works. Oh, John. John Rocker. Right, right, right in the train. <laughs> somehow that shirt, like, became, like, racist. And... <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, everybody else, your day's going well. Besides that, good day. Good day. I mean, I don't know. I I, I went to the doctor this morning and Uh-oh. confirmed the surgery. So all right, so yeah, your hip is toast, <laughs> totally cooked. So all right, but the good news so, is I might I might end up doing it sooner. So oh, that's good. Yeah, so we might I, you might we might be doing Zoom shows here just real, real quick. Just start carving your leg open. Yeah. So I'll I'll get a phone call probably today or tomorrow and kind of know mm. where I'm going to go with that, but. Like, as good as my right one feels right now, it's such a stark contrast to the left that I'm just, I'm to the point of, like, let's just do this. Yeah. But it's, it's going to tell you what. I am very pro, like, 7 o'clock in the morning doctor's appointments. Okay. Get in, get tell out, me. man. Like, I I got there. The appointment was supposed to be at 740. Mm-hmm. I got there at 715 because, for whatever reason, there was no traffic this morning. And he sees me, like, kind of walk in. And he's like, come on back. Like, he just waved me back. Perfect. And we just we got in there. I was out of there, there in, like, under 20 minutes. That's it's, the way to go. It's with x-rays. That's the way to go. And you know what? You get there early. This is this is where it all starts. Backups at doctor's offices, I'm convinced, are because of the first person of the day being late. <laughs> then everything from there just it just snowballs. And then by if you're at the end of the day, inevitably you're waiting for 10, 15, 20 minutes. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. So uh, good on you for getting in. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Early... Doctor's appointments yeah. are going to be great. Those, those, those are the wave, right. man. It's uh, wave of the future. It's it's got it's, it's nice. Also, you know what's weird? Mm. Uh, I didn't notice this really during the pandemic because I had the first surgery, kind of like working through it, going into it. Um, like all the interns and the rotations weren't a thing during the pandemic. And so when I got in the office today, he goes, "You're whispering." Am I? Yeah. Am I whispering? Yes. Oh, very much so. Talking quietly. Oh wow. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, but no, there was like <laughs> you don't have interns or really or have like the the rotations. Now they're back. Hmm. See, this is my thing. I don't go to the doctor very often. I missed all of that. Oh, like I'm, I didn't. I did not. How, I missed, how did that work out? I did not go to the doctor for like. I I don't know the last time I went to the doctor. Not I don't either. know. I'm not, I don't know. Last time I went to, it's probably been like. You haven't had the old uh, greased glove recently. No, I'm not forty yet. I mean, and I I don't have like any uh, like pre-existing like or any a, like uh, family history to where okay. I'm ne- gonna need that prostate checked early. I'm just saying. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, I d- I haven't been to the doctor in. Hmm, I probably should go. No, say so you you need to get the oil checked. Uh. Well, not for that. I don't need to no, go like, for that. No, I'm thinking like in oh. general, like physical. Like <laughs> you went with the rubber glove oh, the first yeah, no, time, sorry. and then you're saying I need to get my oil checked. <laughs> get mixed messages here, all right? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like just in general, man. Like 
No. 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 Like, what do I need to get checked out? I feel great. Yeah, well. I feel awesome right now. There were times when I felt great. Turns out things were broken. Yeah, no. I don't know. I haven't gone I haven't gone to the doctor in I would say for in fact, my doctor has retired. Wow, you have a new doctor that you haven't even seen yet? Nope. I don't even I don't was even have a do- doctor. I was supposed to go in for a checkup and I was like, I ain't doing that. Uh for the with this new doctor, still don't know who the new doctor is. Uh, cause I canceled that during COVID. So I, it's been four years. Wow. It's been four years. I can't know. Cause when I got COVID, it was all, vir- it was a virtual thing. And they're like, you don't need to come in. You've got COVID. Yeah, no, I, my adult life, hell my entire life. I have never gone four years without a doctor visit. Never. Really? Never. Yeah. I mean, like. I have a giant scar in the middle of my forehead from when I was four years old. Yeah. And then I have another giant scar in my forehead from when yeah. I was eight years old. Yep. And in between that, you I had... You should stop bleeding with the head. Yeah, no. And then I have a giant scar on my face from when I was nine. Like, so yeah, no, never, hmm. never. Like, really? So, yeah, first knee surgery was when I was 15. Yeah, I, I try to avoid the doctor. Yeah, so no. I got something going on with my elbow. I think I should probably go, but I'm there you fine. Go. I mean, Whatever. I put it in the door. I can break it. Yeah. Well, I think I don't know what's going on. Something's give, going on. Give me the old chicken wing. Give you a yeah. reason. If maybe I got some doctors that are listening right now. Oh, pediatrician here can confirm about the rounds. You're right. Now, now you got more help coming yeah, in the building. See? Um, maybe I had like I was working out and then I felt like a, it felt like a rubber band in my elbow and like went boing. And that's not good. Now I get like some uh, numbness and tingling down my wrist and my wrist hurts now after it was on my elbow. That's I don't know what happened, but I could still do everything effectively. I think that that typically sounds like the ulnar. Yeah. Ulnar collateral nerve. Sure. That that. probably. Yeah. uh, Dr. Danny, I'll take your advice. Sure. You know what? It isn't affecting my day to day right now. So I'm okay. I'm not. I don't think I'll be pitching in the World Series anytime soon. They're going to check for the, the tingling in the hands. Yeah. Like if I, if I, when I go golfing, like if I'm golfing a lot, yeah, I start feeling it. If I do any repetitive motion, yeah, yeah, yeah. start feeling it a lot. But you know what? I just stop and then I'm yeah. okay. I, so. I, I think that's technically tennis elbow. Yeah. I think I need is. to go to the doctor. Yeah. That's All what right. we're going to do. We'll, we'll open up each segment here with me trying to diagnose various injuries around the office. Whoa. This this texture. I've been to the doctor once in twenty six years. Eighteen so, to forty five yeah, years old. That's the, your dream. Does the urgent care count? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're you're seeking medical advice. Gotcha. Why yeah, I was there? It was like a year and a half ago, Memorial Day, when I thought I broke my arm. Hey, Jeff Rust is here, everybody. Ooh, how drunk were you? No, I wasn't at all. Actually, like amazingly enough. Yeah, I went in there. They took some X-rays. It still hurts to this day. We're a year and a half later. He ate it stone cold sober. Really? Yeah, that was <laughs> diving for a diving for a for a rogue dog poop bag blowing down the beach. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. After I'm so no. sorry for laughing. After after several attempts, You're diving for a dog poop bag. Yes. After several unsuccessful attempts of looking like George Costanza jumping over a pothole, I was like, okay, this is embarrassing. So I finally dove for it, and yeah. yeah. I thought I broke my arm. They took x-rays, and they basically said... We ain't found s***. <laughs> that is yeah. true. Still did hurts you, a year and a half later. Did you get the bag, or at that point in time... The, the, the I did get it. It was successful. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was ashamed, dive. but... <laughs> All right. You got to be careful on those yeah. Oregon coasts, man. That's not that soft, L.A., sandy, like... Powdery yeah. soft beach. Yeah, when you're diving it's, on it, yeah, it's not as soft as no, you would think. It's solid. Man. It is solid. But you gotta you gotta tuck and roll. Yeah, you yeah. got you have an inch of like soft. Have you seen this physique? Yeah. 
Yeah. There's not much tucking going on here. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this is all like genetic with me and not mm. going to the doctor too until it's like last minute, you mm. know? Like if there's anything alarming, I'll oh, go. Don't get me wrong. I don't enjoy going. It's just, you know. I shattered my ankle and my mom was like, you just sprained it really bad. I, wa- I was like, after two days, it was like purple yeah, all the way up my leg. death. And I was like, I don't think so. We went into our doctor and he's like, yeah, I'm sending you right to it. He's yeah. like, you're going to a surgeon right now. I feel it's becoming gangrenous. <laughs> and then my, my, my dad, uh, he, he thought he had a bout with the gout. Uh, turns out he had a broken foot for like two years. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, it's just swelling and black and not really working well. No, it's a fracture. Yeah, yeah something was wrong with his foot. He thought it was the gout for a while. Nope, wrong. That wasn't it. No, you're not building up fluids and, like, that ain't causing it, issues. No, it's actually broken. Oh, man. All right, 503-250-1080. Uh, Dr. Danny is uh, checking out. He's taking off his white jacket. You're going to put on your sports coat now, huh? Ooh. Woohoo! Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. All right, uh, time to put the sports hat on. Uh, we got a lot that we got to get to uh, today. We've got a ton of NFL. Uh, your heart it was ripped out by the Cardinals, and everybody got a good kick of that on Twitter. Well, I wish I would have had a camera on you from Monday Night Football last night, my it man. happened again. Not because I enjoy your pain. Because you do. I, it's okay. I, no, I don't. I want. I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you know what I would love to see? you actually happy for your teams because I, all I see is just like Danny's misery. Danny's misery happens on social media all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to see, like happy Danny would be would be fun to see every this now and is again. Quite literally, my Cardinals and USC fandom, yeah, and even my LA Kings fandom have buoyed my Raiders and Blazers fandom for the okay. last twenty five years. Okay, because they have multiple titles across all three. Sure. Yeah, like that's 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 been my 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 title sustenance for the Blazers slash Mariners fans of the world. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. It's just, yeah. All right, it hasn't gone well. Well, maybe it will. Maybe maybe now's the day it turns around. All right, uh, we'll get to it with some news. The bus is slowly driving off the cliff. Danny Dusty on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Well, the pressure is mounting, and you can see the bus slowly moving over towards the edge of the cliff after um, an initial statement over a year ago that he was confident uh, that things would change within the organization, that they could, um, that from an organizational standpoint, it was just Paul Riley and the Thorns um, organization that was to blame for the... I guess I don't even know what to call it. The misleadings of the organization or the Among many other straying things, yeah. of the uh Thorns organization. That was about a year ago when we first heard from Eric mm-hmm. Paulson. Uh to stepping away from the Thorns and decision making from the Thorns after the Yates report was mm-hmm. released um earlier this month. Now Merritt Paulson, the owner of the Timbers and the Thorns uh, released a statement today announcing that he will step away as the CEO of the Portland Thorns and the Portland Timbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are going to start a global search for a CEO of the organization. What is Singular. It? That is the interesting yes. part about that, right? Which means they are always and were a singular organization. So you cannot split apart the Thorns from the Timbers. And that was the crazy part about it is, you know, when he said he was stepping away from decision-making from the Thorns organization, it was like, well, they are one and the same. Yeah. Because you had Gavin Wilkinson and Mike Gala both uh, running the front office in the Thorns and Timbers as well as Merritt Paulson, right? They, they acted as one front office. Um, and here is the statement uh, from Merritt Paulson. It said, the Portland Thorns were created to be a beacon of what is possible in women's sports, a successful team built on trust, equity, and accountability. 
and today I'm holding myself accountable for not doing enough. I owe Sinead and Mana, the Thorns players, and the WSL, NWSL my tireless effort to actively make sure what happened in 2015 never happens again. I apologize to our players, the organization, and the Portland community for the mistakes we made, including not being publicly transparent about Paul Riley's termination, organization's failures, and mistakes were ultimately my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I mean, he is taking credit. It wasn't just him, but yes, he is the owner and the CEO mm-hmm. who, when you sit there and you look back on it, he th- he congratulated Washington on hiring Paul Riley Knowing after, full well. after the fact, which is the most cringy part of all of the Yates report as far as it pertained to Merritt Paulson and his involvement in, in my estimation. Um, it continues. Um, it is devastating to me that, that my goal of creating the shining example of a women's sports team could now, or uh, could be, has now become synonymous with the abhorrent and predatory behavior. Part of me holding myself accountable is recognizing that someone else needs to take the reins of the organization and operational decision making. As you know, I removed myself from Thorne's de- decision making. Yet, in order for the organization to move forward and unite, I feel uh, that another step is necessary. Effective immediately, I'm removing myself as the CEO of the Timbers, Thorns, and announcing a global search for the CEO of the organization. Heather Davis will remain as president and interim CEO. Sarah Keane, who Heather appointed as interim COO, will lead the search for a permanent CEO. I know Heather and Sarah plan on having players meet with the final candidates so their voice can be heard. Through this process, I have committed to them that I will provide the organization with all necessary resources, money, to ensure both clubs are not only a model of player, model of player safety, but the standard by which other organizations are measured. Um, looking ahead, our organization is at a crossroads. The future is not necessary on a clear path. No matter what happens, ensuring the long-term health and success of the Portland Thorns is critical to me as I know it is for our players and community. Given the complexities involved at the several levels, finalizing a correct path forward will take time. I love this organization as if it was part of my family, and to me, what is most important is getting it right. That is it. Um, there's, there's a lot to take away from wow. this. The big thing here is that uh, there's another statement that came out on Sunday that we didn't get to yesterday. Uh, this is from Alaska Airlines, the, one of the primary sponsors for the Portland Timbers. The Jersey sponsor. Who says, our foremost priority is to support players through actions that push for a safe, respectful, and transparent culture at the Portland Timbers and Thorns FC. They go on to detail their plan to shift their funds away from both clubs and redirect them to the NWSL Players Association, support the Players Emergency Trust, and the Youth Sports Leagues in Portland, right. saying we entered into this partnership as a commitment to the Portland community, and that commitment has not changed. Basically, our money's still going to go somewhere, but you ain't seeing it. Yeah. And this is, what, the fifth sponsorship? And what Merritt Paulson is doing is going step by step by step by step, re- pulling back the layers of the onion until he gets to a point of, like, can I keep this team? Yeah. Because let's – I want to give him the credit for building these organizations up. He did an incredible job. On both sides, Timbers and Thorns. They're both title winners. They're yeah. both incredibly, incredibly well-built into the NWSL and the MLS communities. Yep. Their supporters are some of the best, if not the best, in the in both leagues. No doubt. Grassroots effectiveness that should be modeled across – Every sport. Mm-hmm. I understand why he doesn't want to give that up because all the work that he did, it's now entering that money-making period. Absolutely. They, everything that they invested into, whether it's Providence Park, mm-hmm. 
the Timbers, the Thorns organizations. The academies, everything. Yep. It's money-making time for the MLS. They just signed a $250-plus million deal with Apple TV. It's going to keep growing. It's, it's finally hitting the growth stage, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to get – listen, look at professional sports right now across the country. It's a, it's, it is the – live sports is the number one ad demographic in the world. That is where money goes. And we are seeing a dip in our economy right now, but ticket prices to get into the doors at the Mariners Still game? Still going up. <laughs> 365 bucks, I think, was yeah, to get in what the I door. saw in like getting in the door uh, up in Seattle. Like it is live sports remain king in, in really our professional sports. If you have enough money to get in, it's recession proof. Yep. And this is the thing. He wants to hold on to this because guess what? The Timbers and Thorns, they're going to start making more and more and more money. And the investment that he put into them, which was very small considering where it's at now, he doesn't want to be forced out. And I get that. From like a personal standpoint, yeah. but it's not. There's, it's not going to fly. Well, and this is what is is what is going to be good enough, right? Yeah, I find it very hard to believe with how hands-on Merritt Paulson has been with both the Thorns and the Timbers that no matter who they put in place, that he is going to just sit silent and idle and not be a part of the decision making in the organization. Which, you know, it it's going to be part of the culture that he built and created, which is exactly why they are there in this in the first place. I mean, he even, he even says it like it is his responsibility. Um, and he did a great job of, of growing this, these, well, these two franchises up, uh, starting what was that 2007 with the, with the Portland Timbers into one of the most prominent franchises in all of the MLS. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a beacon of how you do it and you do it right in the MLS, how you do it with that grassroots, um, kind of base that you were talking about. And, without, and without so many the, franchises took what they did yeah. and they replicated it. And they did it very well. And without being in L.A. or a Miami or New York where you have a designated player fund and you get a Zlatan Ibrahimovic or a David Beckham yeah. or, like, they've done it by doing incredible scouting, bringing guys up from Argentina academies. I mean, they building up a community. And what's, I don't want to say funny, but maybe ironic, is everything that he did from the players to the personnel to the fan bases to the fan groups to the Timbers Army to the what is it the uh, the Riveters on the on the Thorn side yeah Rosie Riveters yeah all of them are going to come together to force him out yep and uh, we'll see I mean he's feeling the pinch right now and all of it does seem to be heading towards this kind of ultimate conclusion which is selling both the thorn, uh, Thorns and the Timbers. Uh, but Mayor Paulson has stepped away as CEO from both organizations, the Thorns and the Timbers, after um, several sponsors have dropped, uh, starting with, I mean, Tillamook was the first big one to step away. And then we saw, uh, you know, we said this when Tillamook made their decision. It's just going to be a matter of time until Alaska does it. Alaska yep. did it. And here we are on Tuesday, October 11th. Uh, it, 48 hours removed from Alaska pulling the money. Walls are closing in. Yeah. Walls are closing in. 503-250-1080. That is the fan text line. Um, I feel like I need to apologize for what happened last night. I feel like I Aaron Rodgers did. Here's Rust with SportsCenter. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, yeah, I want to shoot, baby. Shoot. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Uh, here I go, here I go, here I go again, okay. girls. What's my weakness? Okay, that's All right, we have got uh, to change the we have to do because uh, right now we're watching the Phillies beat the uh, Braves 7-3. to And on TBS, you have got Mariners, Astros getting underway in the first inning from Minute Maid Park. Um, I feel like I need to apologize to the listening public, to everybody out there. I just need to put it into the existence and um, put it out there because yesterday I said about the Tom Brady, Grady Jarrett um, sack and ensuing roughing the passer penalty that could you imagine if that were to happen on Monday Night Football? It did. On Monday Night Football last night, we we saw it. Um, I Aaron Rodgers this thing. I manifested it. I did the man, whole manifest destiny thing that Aaron Rodgers was talking about after the game. And we had one of the most egregious roughing the passer penalties. One day after, the most egregious roughing the passer penalty of all time happened. Because, okay. Also, the, the one on Brady was worse just, worse just because I don't like Tom Brady. The, the Grady Jarrett throwing down Tom Brady, like you, when you have that gator roll and that whip, like that was a ridiculous call, and I don't, I don't see it. Last night, what we saw on Monday Night Football with Chris Jones and Derek Carr, that call is even worse because of the fact that there's three outcomes that could happen there. None of them include roughing the passer, okay? Nope. Chris Jones... He sacked Derek Carr, lands on him, but he put his hands down, which you're supposed to do, so it wasn't full weight, body weight, okay? So that is outcome number one, where it's not the penalty that they called for roughing the passer with landing on your full body weight. If you noticed, both of his hands came out. Mm -hmm. Second, you could call it a fumble, okay? Because when he put his hands out, he put his hands on the ground, and somehow he had the ball wedged between his his arm and his just his rib cage squirted in there, which he came down and he was fine. That's a drop, <laughs> and <laughs> he had that thing wedged in. So at that point, it is no longer roughing the passer. It's a loose ball. It's a loose ball, and that's a fumble. It's a when the ball is loose. That's kind of yeah. the uh, the release of the restraints. Yeah, all hell just kind of breaks loose at that point yeah. in time, and. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm a Raiders fan, and I was going, what the hell is this call? I mean, I'll take it, but what is this call? Jeez I had, Louise. I had no idea. And it, the the pool report afterwards on the explanation well, made well, zero sense. There's also a third one, too, in that it could, if you want to say that Derek Carr's arm was going forward, the ball never hit the ground. So you could have called it an interception, 
and Derek Carr would have then gotten tackle credit for making the tackle on his own interception because he would have been the first to touch uh, Jones when he hit the ground. In all three of those situations, roughing the passer should not be in the equation at all of being called, and it was. And that's where it comes down to how does the NFL believe that this is good for the game? Protecting quarterbacks is good for the game. I get it. The When you take the shots high, they took those out of the game because of the fact that there's so many head injuries. You don't want a guy coming in high, especially at a quarterback, because you're protecting his head and you're protecting his arm when he's moving forward. You can't go low, and it was a little bit reactionary because Tom Brady tore his ACL, um, and then Matt Castle had to come in. And so they took away being taking out a quarterback low. You have now this strike zone that you have to be in. Because Tony Romo broke his collarbone because somebody landed on him, okay? Now we have you can't land with the full weight of your body on your quarterback. What are these defensive linemen, there's very little that they can do. Grady Jarrett did exactly what you're supposed yes. to do, which is gator roll and bring him down. Like, he didn't whip him down and slam his head into the ground. It was a fair tackle. I, I just don't know. And, and to your point of what you were about to say, the pool report doesn't make any sense at all. No, it doesn't make any sense at all because the, he kept referencing the the whole like full body weight. That's what he enforced. It or like, well, that was never a part of this. Not only was it not a part of this, the second the ball comes out, it's a live situation. There's no there's no passing. Uh, the quarterback is no longer a passer. Yeah, he's he's no longer protected. So I I don't. The NFL has said that that that, that there was not an emphasis placed on this after the the two a hit, and I mean. You can you can say it until you're blue in the face, but it's very much the no. Pro, trust us, we definitely didn't say this. But you had two high profile games, high profile quarterbacks, both get the same treatment a week following Tua's injury. Okay. I don't I don't understand how that's not connected. So here here's how the pool report went to Carl Cheffers, the official last night said, "Can you explain the play of Chris Jones sacking Derek Carr?" And he said, "The quarterback is in the pocket and he's in a passing posture. He gets full protection." of all aspects of what we give the quarterback in a passing posture. So when he was tackled, my ruling was the defender landed on with full body weight. Quarterback is protected from being tackled with full body weight. My ruling was roughing the pass for that reason. Follow-up question. The fact the ball came out before the quarterback landed on the ground and the player landed on the quarterback, does that uh, negate the penalty at all? No, because he still gets passing protection until he can defend himself. So with him being in a passing posture and actually attempting to make a pass, he's going to get full protection until the time when he actually can protect himself. The fact that the ball came out and was subsequently recovered by the defense is not relevant as far as the protection the quarterback gets. This is wild to me because of the fact that so a defender can't make a play on that ball is essentially what he's saying. let's, let's, Let's go back in history here and also talk about the Raiders and Tom Brady. If they had used this same ruling in the Tuck rule, yes, it would have been a penalty on the Raiders. Well, either way, the, the Patriots are winning that. That's, that's, like, <laughs> that's how stupid this is. Yeah, yeah. And now the NFL is saying that this offseason they will start uh, the process of reviewing roughing the passer and whether or not you will you'll see full body weight, the whip around the strike zone. All of it is going to be. Uh, taking a look at all that says to me is that there's a memo going out to NFL officials that are going to say after, and this is in the wake of the Tua stuff, right? Where they were probably told, Hey, 
you guys need to tighten this up so we so we look like we're on the up and up. Now it's gone way too far in the other direction. They're going to swing back around, and it's going to be back to where we were the first four weeks of the season. That's all, I mean, that is all that this says is they're going to start calling it because the Tua hit was not a penalty. It was not a roughing the passer, right? And they didn't call it that way. All of a sudden, here we are one week later, and we have this. It's and what we can call it what it is. You can protect the players and call this a gross overreaction to the Tua injury, and that's what the NFL officials are doing. Because no matter what happens, Grady Jarrett, Chris Jones, they did it exactly how the, they're supposed to do. Textbook, and you cannot you cannot tell guys that they they can't. I don't know what you're supposed to do now. Are you supposed to just like build a little barrier around yeah. him and just all put your hands up in the air? I don't know. The ridiculousness of the importance of the quarterback position and the game that they're playing do not match. Yes. It's, it's no longer – the quarterbacks are playing a different game than, than uh, 21 other players in the field. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't Romo. It was uh, Rogers' collarbone. Thank you, Texine, mm. that got the body weight rule. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It, listen, you're playing a violent game. It happens. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see it happen, but that's this is the reason you're literally paid $45 million. I, that, that's your protection. <laughs> that's it. Uh, you know what? That, that is the point that makes too much sense for the NFL to, to handle. You get paid more than any other player, and but that's the, that's the whole reason why the owners are like, that's why we must protect them at all costs is because of the fact that it – it, it is the they're the most important position in all of sports, and it truly is. Well, then put the a weight limit position. in the NFL. <laughs> oh no, you want to see that happen? No, no, like if that's what we're going to do. Like if we're worried about like guys are getting too big, too strong, too too fast, yeah. too physical, and you're worried about your your, your itty bitty quarterbacks getting hurt, then put a weight limit in the NFL. Downsize everybody. We'll go back to the 1940s. Here is where the NFL has has a massive issue, and remember we had this with catch rule right and we didn't know what was a catch and what wasn't a catch and all of it comes down to is you give the officials gray area that's the worst thing that can happen the rules of a sport should be black and white and if you give them gray area that is where it becomes so so hard to officiate and with all of the rules that they have and how you can hit a quarterback it's become dang near impossible for officials to to enforce roughing the passer now. They had to clear it up with pass interference. They had to clear it up with a catch. Now they're going to have to do it with roughing the passer. The NFL needs to pare down their rule book, not continue to expand it. It's brutal. It's brutal yeah, to watch, I, too. Yeah. The NFL has gone beyond the pale. That's, that's, that's where we are with quarterbacks right now. And I, I say that knowing full well what just happened to Tua. But that's the reality of the sport and of the position. You can't have the violence, the aggression, the absolute. You can't have the Micah Parsons of the world, mm-hmm. the six foot four, two hundred fifty pound dudes who you want to sell and marvel and market and, and project, and then tell him at the same time that he can't go hit the guy, that he can't go do his job. <laughs> right? Like I just, I don't. You can't have it both ways. Nope. You cannot have it both ways. The NFL is trying to. Um, outside of that, it was a great game that we saw on Monday Night Football. Was it? Danny and Dusty on the fan.
and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Rushing the passer aside, which it goes crazy when you hear the as a, even you as a Raiders fan, you can acknowledge was a ridiculous call. Oh yeah, no, it was. As a, as a Raiders fan, yeah. it was even a bad call, right? How do you feel the rest of the game went? Because boy, that was touch and go all night long. <laughs> I mean, blowing a seventeen point lead. Yeah. Ooh, you want a stat bomb? I got a stat bomb. Go for, for you. it. Um. So the. Las Vegas Raiders join the Baltimore Ravens as the uh, as teams to lose multiple games this season after leading by 17 or more points. Okay, those are the only two in NFL this season. Okay, mm. only two teams had lost multiple games after trailing by 17 or more points in the first five weeks of a season in all of NFL history prior to this year. It was the 2020 Chargers, which are now known for chargering it. Yes. And the 2011 Minnesota Vikings, which that's a forgettable team. I yeah. do not remember anything about the 2011 Minnesota Vikings. I, I, I'm, I'm going to Google them. But in all of the history of the National Football League, through five weeks of a season, only two teams had ever done it. Now we have two teams this year in Baltimore and Vegas, which just makes me wonder, what's it going to take for us to get a Ravens-Raiders matchup? Do we have that on the schedule this year at all? I don't think so. I'm looking now. We don't no. get it this year. No, they don't think they play the AFC North. We should trade that game. We should trade the game. So um, you can blow it easier? Yeah, there's a crossover between the Ravens and the Broncos on December 4th. Mm. Can we have a swap? Who wants to blow it more game between yeah. the Ravens and the Raiders? I mean, that, that's, it, that, that, that's, that's up there mm. easily. That was that's a brutal way to go. Yeah, no, it sucked. It sucked something fierce. Watching Josh Jacobs run all over the Chiefs for the first quarter and a half, and then watching Josh McDaniels decide, hey, you know what? Let's throw the hell out of the ball for the next two quarters, and then go back to running all over the Chiefs again was um, mildly frustrating. Look, there's a lot of confusing things that happened there. One uh, was what you just said, going against you know not running the football when Josh Jacobs. Uh, average seven yards a carry. And Is as that a, good? As a team, as a team for the day, you average six and a half yards a carry. As a team, like Jacobs was great. Everybody was good though. Everybody was good except for Zamir White when he had his seven yard loss. Yeah. <laughs> right. But every single, every guy was toting the rock, and you were having your way with that that Chiefs defense, Chiefs and you just no, went away. They had nothing to do with it. Like they they wanted. No part of Josh Jacobs. Now, coming also into question is going for two with four and a half minutes left and full timeouts. Here's the thing. I think you can argue that either way and be okay. And all of the analytics and even all of the non-analytics, people are like, yeah, no, you can. It was actually like one of those 50-50, yeah, it's like, up in the air, how aggressive do you want to be? And my whole point was they were aggressive in their play call because they gave the ball to Josh Jacobs. They went back to it, mm-hmm. what had been working, Yep. which – that's yeah. okay. Listen, go to the well, baby. It's been working. Chris Jones made a hell of a play. Mm-hmm. And you're on the road in Arrowhead that is one of the worst and hardest places to play in the NFL. Everybody's like, well, you don't want to, you know, force Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes' hand. What, do you think if the game's tied that they're going to take it easier? No. They're, just gonna, they're still going to try to Travis Kelsey you to death down the field. So, yeah, 
go for it. See what happens. If you get this, you know, if you get the uh, the two point conversion, then you're hoping to God that you could hold the Chiefs to a field goal, and then you're yeah. going down with two minutes to go with a field goal. And this is where, like, you have when you have four and a half minutes to go, and Kansas City has a full complement of timeouts. You're no matter what, you're going to need to stop on defense, yeah. right? No matter what, you're going to need to stop and, and score on defense. So, what? And I understand that if you just kick the extra point, like you're you're putting yourself in a position to where you can tie if they kick a field goal. But it's the Chiefs. What they do is they score sevens, not yes. not threes, right? And so I, I do understand that from from to a degree, right? I, I get it. And if Devontae Adams doesn't juggle the ball, like the end of the game was a complete dumpster fire where yes. Renfro and Devontae Adams run into each other on the last play of the game on fourth down and one. And the play before, you had Devontae. If he, do, if he just catches that like he normally does, he double caught it, mm-hmm. which he got two feet in if he didn't bobble the ball. Then we may be talking about this completely differently because they end up losing 30 to 29 and they get, they're in field goal range at that point, yeah, right? Instead of, you know, turning the damn ball over. Burp. Yeah. You have a first down uh, because Devontae Adams gave a nice little stick and shimmy. He gets wide open. Mm-hmm. And, and Carr dimed him up. Yeah, it was a great great ball, great play. You couldn't draw it up any any better. The only problem was he double-clutched it. And at that point, you everything goes out the window, and this game maybe ends completely differently. And the two-point play is a moot point. But as it is, they lose 30-29, to 29, and now Josh McDaniels, who already had heat, on him because of uh, his decision-making in games, it, it gets amplified even more because of the fact that, uh, and what you're saying is the bigger issue is the fact that you didn't run the ball down their damn throats yeah. with Josh Jacobs. I, I don't know why they abandoned the run game coming, mostly going into the second, or, or coming towards the end of the second quarter, the, the middle eight. Yeah. You know, the, the final four of, of the, the second eight. quarter and then the the first four, uh, in the uh, in the third quarter, or when you got the next drive, at least, because mm-hmm. uh, Kansas City came out and scored. But they went pass, pass. I think they went six straight passes coming out of the half. And I'm like, I, I know you want to be a tendency breaker to an extent, but also when your tendency is kicking them in the teeth and it's working, do it. Do it. Then go to Devontae off the play action. Yep. Like, I don't... <sighs> Good. There's a lot that we can digest from this game, including a, a ton of leftovers that we have from... Not just Monday Night Football, but the rest of the NFL. Meet on the bone from the weekend in the NFL. Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.